Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. How many people love the Word of God? How many people honor the word? How many people believe that the word of God contains God's truth? And when we know the truth, the truth shall set us free. And we can be blessed and stronger than before. That's why we want to learn the the truth from the Bible, from the Holy Spirit. I believe that as I preach this sermon, many of you, shall be blessed, shall be saved, shall be healed, shall be helped, shall be strengthened, anointed, receive the answer from the Lord, receive direction from the Lord, and you shall have victory in the days and the years to come for the sake of the kingdom of God. So we're going to receive the teaching together. We have been talking about rejoicing always for many times. I have a lot to teach about this subject. And please go back to listen to the previous teachings. I believe that already 13 teachings. I am the type of teachers who go into detail of each subject and get into the Word of God and learn in detail. Because I want to make sure that you have the right understanding and you can practice the right way. We don't want to be just surface thing. We want to go deep into each subject. We talk about the joy of the Lord. We talk about faith. Father, I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is our teacher and you can speak and reveal to your people who are listening to this teaching more than what I say. Your anointing will teach them and they will receive the light and the faith will rise up in their heart and they shall experience the victory that you have for them. Thank you, Lord. I ask for your help. I'm just a mere man. I'm just a human being. I can do so much, but I want to depend on the Holy Spirit in this teaching, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. We have been talking about the joy of the Lord. We talk about being rejoicing. And we read from Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 9 to 10. I'm going to read one more time. In that generation, when Nehemiah was the governor, the children of Israel, or God's people, had backslidden. They walked away from the Lord. And then all these leaders, the Levite, the priest, the governor, all these people read the word of God for many hours. And these people repented and turned back to God. They knew that they had not practiced the law of God for a long time. They were so, so repenting and they were sad. And look at what the Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 8 verses 9 to 10. And Nehemiah who was the governor, Ezra the priest and the scribe, and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn, nor weep. Sometimes God needs to tell us, 
Stop mourning. Stop crying. Stop grieving. Stop being sad. And some of you may say, "I cannot help it. I need to be sad." If you believe in that lie that you cannot stop being sad, you're gonna go downhill your life. You're gonna go into the pit because being sad will destroy your life. So don't listen to that lie that you, as a believer, cannot stop being sad. You can. That's why God say, "Do not mourn nor weep." For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, "Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow." Again, one more time. A while ago, say, "Do not mourn." In verse nine, do not weep. Now, verse ten, do not sorrow. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. We sometimes face a situation that we don't like, and we may be sad for a while, maybe one night. But you need to remember this: the Lord never intends for you to be sad days after days, years after years, weeks after weeks, for an extended period of time. God say many things in the Bible, such as He say like this: Rejoice always. All the time, and again I say, rejoice. The Bible say that don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. The Bible say again, bless the Lord at all time. You rejoice at all time. The Bible say that His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Continually. You may be sad for a second, and then no, I'm gonna continue to praise God continually. I will bless the Lord all the time. Therefore, you cannot say I cannot do it. You should rejoice all the time. Do not mourn. Do not grieve. Do not sorrow. I'm not talking about fleshly happiness or dirty joke. I'm not. I'm talking about the joy of the Lord. Can we have the joy of the Lord? Yes. Should we have the joy of the Lord? Yes. Christians should have the joy of the Lord 24/7, and the joy of the Lord will quicken your body, give life to your body, give life to your mind, give life to your spirit. It literally make you strong. Many people wonder why I can do two jobs for many years. Why I can run the race? I have very few hours sleep. I believe that because I have the joy of God, and the joy of the Lord gives me strength to be able to handle both neurosurgery practice and also ministry at the same time. He gives me supernatural strength to do it. Do not be sorry. Why God said, "Do do not be sorry. Do not mourn. Do not grieve," because mourning. And sadness and depression will affect you in the opposite way to the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord gives you life, gives you strength, gives you peace, gives you victory. But mourning, depression will kill you, will cause death. It's in the Bible, Second Corinthians chapter seven, ten. How many people are smart in this room? Are you smart? Are you dumb? I hope you're not dumb. 
Okay. Read the scripture. And if you're smart, you will make the right choice. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted. After you repent, you should be able to laugh because now you are forgiven. But the sorrow of the world produces death. I don't want death. I want life. And the sorrow of the world, the sorrow of the carnality of the flesh here, produces death. How many people want to die? Raise your hand up. How many people want to live and have good life? Raise your hand up. What should we do? Rejoice. Because the joy of the Lord gives us strength. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 6, the Bible says that you need two or three witnesses to confirm right or wrong. That's why I read many scriptures to confirm that it's not only one scripture talk about this. Many scriptures talk about it. Two or three witnesses. God say, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Spiritually minded means you surrender to the Holy Spirit. You receive what the Holy Spirit gives you. Joy, peace, faith, long-suffering. You focus on the Holy Spirit and yield to the Spirit. You can have life and peace and joy. But if you yield to carnality, angry, being upset, unforgiveness and depression, all these things are going to produce death in your body in your mind, in your spirit, in your relationship, in your profession, in your business, in everything. Death will come in if you yield to your carnality. So every time something happens, you check, you ask yourself this question. I cannot ask you. You ask yourself, is this carnal or this is from the Holy Spirit? Ask this question every time. Sometimes I get mad and God say, ah, 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 ah. That is carnality. I have to stop right away and turn around and say, I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit because I want life. Okay? I, my job is to teach you, but I cannot force you what to do. You are responsible for your own self. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Everyone say joy. joy. Everyone say peace. Everyone say believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. When you believe in God, really have faith in God, you believe in his promise, in his goodness, his character. God going to give you joy and peace. And when the joy and peace come in, you're going to have abounding or super abundant hope, which means joyous expectation, confident expectation. When you don't have joy, when you are depressed, you're upset, you're angry, you are grouchy and grumpy, it means that you are not in faith. How can I tell a person is in faith? I just look at their personality. If they I know right away that I'm not in faith. But how can we know who is in faith? Smiling, happy, joyful. Is that right? Negative attitudes are not in faith. And it will cause death in our life. 
as a believer, we know the truth. Now we have to make a choice. We're going to follow carnality or we're going to follow the spirit. Are we going to have the joy of the spirit or not? I tell you, unbelief is a big problem in life. The children of Israel could not enter the promised land. They died even though the promised land belonged to them. They died in the wilderness because of unbelief. Unbelief caused you to fail. You cannot overcome any problem in your life if you don't have faith. When you have faith, you can overcome problem. Therefore, the title of this sermon called Joy Brings Victory. If you have faith, you will have joy. And when you have faith and joy, you shall have victory. Faith is not something nice to talk about. It's a spiritual quality here inside your spirit that we, you and I, must have. We must have faith. It's not an option. It's a must that we must have faith. If we want to be blessed, if we want to be provided, we want to have victory in life. How many people want to be blessed? Just raise your hand up. How many people want to be provided by God? Raise your hand up. Oh, me too. Provision is not just money. Provision including protection, uh, guidance and favor, good business. My patient do well. I don't need to take care of complication. They're all good, happy, come and hug me and say, thank you, Dr. Lau. That is provision from God. I need provision. And that provision comes by faith. Blessing comes by faith. Victory comes by faith. So faith and joy come together. And it's a must. It's not an option. We need to walk by faith. And we need to be joyful. The God of hope shall fill you with all joy. With all peace when you believe in him. And then you can abound in hope. And then when you move in faith, when you move in joy, move in peace, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you will begin to manifest the power to help you to have victory. Our life is too short to be depressed. 120 years are very short compared to eternity. I expect 120 years. Pastor Dad doesn't like that idea. She feels that if she has to take care of me when I get older. <laughs> but I'm not going to depend on people. I'm going to be strong 120 years old. Walk around. No need for nursing home. I don't expect to be in a nursing home. I'm going to be strong. Amen? Even 90 years are relatively short. Life is too short. To be depressed. Amen. Every day is going by. Why stay in depression? Our life will be over one day on earth here. But we should not live a bored life. A dull life. If we are bored, we are dull. We are depressed. It means we don't listen to the word of God. We don't know the word of God. We don't know God. And we don't obey God and we walk in doubt. Depression is a side of doubt and unbelief and disobedience. If you want to have joy, you need to have faith. If you have faith, you're going to have joy, you're going to have peace, and you're going to have much hope, and you expect 
great thing to happen, you get excited. Your life is excited every day. Exciting. Your life, you are excited every day. You're not going to be upset easily or depressed easily. You're going to have peace and joy. And you know that when you have faith, you're going to have whatever you need in your life. God will provide for you. You know that your prayer will be answered. You know that everything will work well for you. You're going to have victory. You listen to God. You obey Him. You have faith. You're going to live in super abundance because you have faith in God. Victory is yours when you walk in faith. By faith, you can have joy. Even though you haven't seen in the natural what will support you. Even though you don't see the surrounding that will help you. But you still have faith. And you have still have joy. That is the faith of Abraham. Our father of faith. Let me read from Romans chapter 4, 17 to 21. Faith is not about what we see. What we feel. Or what is surrounding us on the outside. Faith is focusing on what we don't see. That is our God, the spirit, and the promise of God. Romans chapter 4, verses 17 to 21. As it is written... I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, him in God, who gives life to the dead and called those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believe, so that he, mean Abraham, our father of faith, became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. Our God, the way God practiced his faith is that he believed in his heart and then he speak with his mouth. Believe in the heart and speak with the mouth. God see and God say, I believe you're going to have a son and then he speak. So shall your descendants be and not being weak in faith. He did not consider, everyone say, I do not consider the surroundings, what I see with my eyes. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God. His faith is strong. He did not waver through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. Giving glory to God and being fully convinced. Everyone say, I'm fully convinced. The promise of God will be done. God is alive. God is powerful. I am fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. When you have faith, you don't look at the surrounding circumstance. There is no reason in the natural for you to be joyful. But you look at God and the promise of God and you still get excited that God is going to do something for you according to his promise. You give thanks to God even though in the natural you don't see anything to give thanks for. But you still say, thank you Lord. Great things are going to happen to me. I'm blessed. I'm victorious. I'm helped. I'm healed. God, you are on my side. Even though the surrounding look like a big monsoon around you, but inside you, I believe God going to help me. I don't walk by sight. 
There is no reason in the natural for Abraham to have faith, to rejoice and to believe. But he still have faith and believe. A lot of people are waiting for the good medical report before they rejoice that they are healed. But as believers, we don't wait for the report. We look at the report here. The report is in the Bible. By his stripes, I am healed. So I believe the greatest one who say the report here. He has the highest authority. I can rejoice even though I still have symptoms. I can rejoice even though the surrounding things look terrible. I still rejoice. I still have faith because I hang on to the promise of God, which is yes and amen. I'm going to hang on to the report of God in the Bible. And I can say I'm healed before the symptom disappear. I can say I'm provided even though check doesn't come yet. I can say I have victory even though chaotic things still happen around me. I am victorious. I can say that because I have faith. Amen. I don't wait for human report. I agree with God's report in the word of God. Please don't waste your time on this earth living in depression. Please don't. You have only 24 hours a day. Why you live in depression and kill yourself? You should not be depressed. Amen. You should not waste your time. People may ask this question. But what can I rejoice about? The doctor tell me I have only three months to live. For example, I cannot be rejoicing. But I want to tell you, in those three months, you still walk by faith. That God can still heal your incurable or deadly disease. God can still heal you. But if God wants to take you back to heaven, you should rejoice anyway. Because one day, you're going to see Jesus. You're going to enjoy life in heaven. I watched a movie on the Christmas Eve, or I think Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, a movie of a woman who got diagnosed by the doctor that she has only three months to live. How many people watch that movie? What is the name of the movie? I don't remember now. And she fly to another city and just eat and enjoy her life. But later on, the doctor tell her, facts to her that, oh, I'm sorry, the CT scan was wrong. You're not dying. Have you watched that movie? What is the name? The Last Holiday. Okay, The Last Holiday. So if the doctor tell you only three months, hey, enjoy it. Rejoice. Go to church, serve God. Go out to pray for people. Go to mission trip. Accumulate more blessing in heaven, more rewards in heaven. Why have to be depressed? Because after you leave this world, you're going to be in a better place anyway. Rejoice. Be happy. Don't waste your time being depressed. Let me ask this question. What benefit do you get from being depressed? None. Is that right? None. No benefit. You should make a decision that I believe I will be in heaven. I believe I have rewards in heaven. I believe I will see Jesus one day. I believe by his stripe I am healed. I believe God can restore the situation. The years that the locusts have eaten will be restored. I believe and I'm going to rejoice every single minute. 
Now may the God of hope, Romans 15:13 again, fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You can see the connection between faith, joy, peace, hope, and then the end say the power of the Holy Spirit. When you have faith, God fills you with joy. And the joy and peace come in. And you give the right to the Holy Spirit to demonstrate his power in your life. You shall have supernatural strength, supernatural breakthrough. Faith is opposite to doubt. Joy is opposite to sorrow. Sorrow would do think opposite to joy. When you are sorrowful, the Holy Spirit cannot work very well because you are walking in carnality. Sorrow, the sorrow of the world is of the flesh. The Holy Spirit is being quenched by you. So he cannot demonstrate the power. But when you start to have faith and joy, the Holy Spirit can move in power in your life to perform miracles in your life. Grieving, sorrowing, despairing, crying for yourself, being pitiful for yourself, literally kill you. It will kill you. It will weaken your immune system. Sadness will make your immune system go down and you get sick easily. Not only that, sadness will cloud your mind and your decision. You can make mistake, make a wrong decision, and you get into big trouble. But joy gives you life, gives you strength. You need to have joy and faith. You should not be sorrowful because that will kill you. Sadness is your enemy. You need to make a decision. I don't want sadness in my life. When you face problem, instead of being sad, you say, I believe God will help me in this situation. I believe in the promise of God. I will not stay in sadness forever. Some people may ask, what can I be joyful about? Pastor, you can say it. Because you have happy family. You have good job. Yeah, you can say it, that you can be happy. What can I be happy about? Let me ask this question. If you ask me that question, are you saved? Is your name recorded in the book of life? Do you believe you're going to see Jesus? Do you believe you're going to live in heaven for eternity? That already makes you happy. Is that right? There are millions of things on earth that you can rejoice about. Millions of things on earth that you can rejoice about. Just last night, I was thinking about when I was 19, 18 years old. And I was thinking, I had pimple on my face when I was 18. I was not good looking. But Pastor Da chose me. Even though so many master degree men and rich men approached her, she was a be- she's still beautiful. And that time she was beautiful, 18 years woman. A lot of people pursue her. But she shows me with a pimple. And when I think about it, I laugh. Ha, ha, ha. I can rejoice about it. Is that right? 
You can have millions of things in your life that you can rejoice about. I still have feet to walk. I have the church to go. I have good brother and sister. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You need to think right. You need to recognize the things in your life that make you joyful. If you focus on the wrong thing, you talk about wrong thing, listen to wrong thing, that's why I don't like to watch TV that much. All the bad news, all the politics and bad news and criticism, all this will make me crazy, I, I make me sad. So I don't watch TV that much. I just rather go to the Bible and talk about God. Because if you focus on the wrong thing, it will steal your joy. And you're going to be depressed if you think about wrong thing. Listen carefully. You're going to be depressed no matter how good your life is. If you focus and talk about wrong thing all the time. You need to focus on the right thing. Like me. Focus on, hey, at 18 years old, that lady like me and date with me. Wow, what a blessing. Praise God. Ha, 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 ha. Amen. I, Count the blessing. So if you want to be full of joy, you need to choose. Everyone say choice. You need to choose to look at the right thing, talk about the right thing, and discuss about the right thing. You may face terrible things in your life, but because you're so mature, so full of faith, you face terrible situation, you may have a fatal sickness, but you're still nice. You're still kind and caring to other people. But for some people who are immature, who are very full of doubt, they have a little bit of a cold, just running nose a little bit. They are very mean. They are very rude. And they're very selfish. Treat me. Bless me. Cook for me. I have a cold right now. How bad I am right now. Look at me. I'm so depressed right now. You need to do something for me. That is baby immaturity. But if you're mature, you're strong. No matter what happened around you, even the earthquake, you still smile. You're still kind. You're still merciful. You never look at yourself. This is the principle I live in my life. I make a decision many years ago. I'm going to be in the business of the blessing. God used my life, my money, my body, everything in me to bless other people. And if sickness comes, you're going to heal me very quickly so that I can be a blessing. I don't focus on sickness. I don't focus on problem. I focus on God used me to bless other people. So even though I remember for four or five years, I have severe skin disease, skin eczema. My hand was swollen. I have to take prednisone or steroid. I pray and pray. It did not go away. I remember I went to Germany for, I never, I did not cancel any mission trip. I still went. And I went to Germany, preach. After preaching, everyone went up to sleep. I came down in that camp and sat there with severe pain in my hands because I could not sleep due to the pain. I did not bring my medication with me. At 2 to 3 a.m., I was sitting there with pain. 
but I did not stop serving God. I'm not going to be self-pity. I'm not going to use my sickness to be an excuse not to serve the Lord. I still run the race for God. Amen? Some people use their little problem to manipulate other people to do something for them. Some people use their little problem to justify their mean behavior. They, listen carefully, um, this is very important truth. Listen carefully. When you use your little problem to be the, an excuse for you to be mean, to use other people, to take advantage of other people, and use it as an excuse to have bad behavior, you are making the problem your friend. They become your friend. Because you're working with them. And when you allow that sickness, that problem, whatever happened in your life, to be your excuse to manipulate other people, they will not leave. They will stay, and God cannot help you to get rid of them because you are telling God and people, they and I are friends. We work together. Amen? Sometimes children can pretend to be sick so that they can avoid going to school. And if you find out that your children, listen carefully, parents, if you find out that your children, whether young or teenager, use manipulation, use something to manipulate you, you should call them in and sit down and say, Honey, stop doing this. You cannot use this to manipulate me. If you don't correct them, when they grow up into an adulthood, they're going to do the same thing to their spouse, to their kids, to people around them. They're going to use their tears, their trouble, their cold a little bit to manipulate people around them. And manipulation is the work of the flesh. Don't allow your kids to grow up to be a manipulator and using all kinds of problems to manipulate people. Amen? God cannot bless you. God cannot bring victory to you. God cannot heal you if you are friend with problems in your life and you use them as your friend to manipulate people. You need to say, no, get out of here. I'm going to be blessed by God and I'm going to be the blessing to the nations. Wow. How many people say, I repent? You need to repent if you use come something to manipulate people. Amen? Brother and sister, don't look at the surrounding things. Don't look at yourself. Even though you make so many mistakes, but God can still save you. God still can bless you if you repent and you walk by faith and stop doing wrong thing. First John chapter 4 verse 4. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Who is in you right now? The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit can help you to overcome any problem in your life. 
But it's up to you and me to focus. If we focus on people, focus on problems, focus on the things in this world around us, we will not focus on the Holy Spirit. We cannot hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and He cannot help us. We need to focus what is in us, the one who is greater than the world. Don't focus in lack, in poverty, in pain, in disappointment and problem. Believe me, if you focus on the problem, you can focus on that all day long because around us are full of problems. Don't focus on the problem. Focus on the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, which is greater than the problem outside of us. Is that right? And He can help us to overcome things. If you focus on the Holy Spirit, you will have more joy. But if you focus on the problem, you're going to lose your joy. And you will become weaker and weaker and weaker. And you will be defeated and you will perish eventually. But if you focus on the Holy Spirit, He gives you power, He gives you direction, He gives you grace, He gives you more answer, and you can overcome the problem in your life. What causes to have victory? What causes to have victory? Faith. Is that right? When you have faith, you have joy. And when you have joy, you have strength. And then the Holy Spirit works for you. And then you can have victory in your life because the Holy Spirit is greater than anything in this world. He is on the inside of you. He can help you. When I listen to my patient, when they tell me about their symptoms, when I look at the x-ray MRI picture on the films or in the computer, I listen to the Holy Spirit. What should I do in this situation for my patients? I listen to the Holy Spirit who can give me victory to help my patient to come out from pain and suffering. You see my point here? When people ask me for counseling for their problem, I don't focus on the problem. I focus on the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit for the word of wisdom. Life is a cycle. Faith, joy, Holy Spirit work, victory, more faith, Joy, Holy Spirit work, more victory, more faith, more joy. But if you doubt, sad, weak, fail, more sad, more doubt, it's a cycle. Which cycle you want to choose? The cycle of victory or the cycle of defeat? I choose the cycle of victory. Everyone say, I am a child of God. I have overcome the problems in my life. Because the one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world. I will focus on the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I will not look at all the problems. I walk by faith. This is a choice. You make choice to look at God. Look at the things you don't see with your eyes. That is God and the fulfillment of the promise of God. It's a discipline of life. You discipline yourself. Every time you face something, you look at God. You don't look at the problems. You don't keep your eyes on the problem. 
Believe me, if you keep looking at the problems, you can be depressed 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because this world is full of tragedy, evil, pain, disappointments, different kinds of bad things happen in the world. You will cry and cry and cry, day and night. Don't look at the things in this world. Look at God. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We can look at God and look at the promise of God. Look at the right thing, and victory become ours. First John chapter four verse four. Let me read two scripture, and I will finish here. You are of God, and I will continue next time. You are of God, little children. Have overcome them, because He who is in you is greater than He who is in the world. Can we overcome the problem in the world? Can we? Why? Because the person in us is bigger than the one in the world. First John five four. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Mean the problem in the world caused by the devil and caused by the system of the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. I will continue next time. If we are born of God, God is in us, and we can overcome the world. We look at God. Our God is eternal and never changes, and the victory in us is eternal as well, forever. Amen. We're gonna be around forever in heaven as well. So we have the eternal God on the inside of us, and God can work in us. When I prepare this sermon, God remind me of a situation in my life, and I will end this service. I want to share with you. One Sunday, many many years ago, our church maybe have only thirty, forty members. Normally, when I get out of my house, I will bring my pager along with me, because the the patient can always call me. And that morning. I woke up on Sunday and went to church, but my pager dropped on the bed and I did not see. I hurried to go to church and totally forgot about my pager. I did not know that I I did not have a pager. The church is all day long. We finished church by maybe 9 p.m., 10 p.m. at that generation. You know, after service, we have discipleship. We have meeting and meeting and meeting. Your guys so easy now. You can go home. At that generation, I force everyone to stay. Long church. Anyway, when I drove back home, on the way to home, a police stopped me. The road maybe only two minutes from my house. The road was blocked, and the police stopped me. And I said, "What happened?" He said that. A house was burned, and I say where, uh, in that neighborhood. And he asked me, "Are you Doctor Lahaprasit?" Uh oh. <laughs> How do you know my name? We tried to page you, but you did not answer. That your house was burned. I forgot my pager that day. I drove into the neighborhood. The house was. Seventy percent gone. I look at it and say, "I need hotel tonight. I have no cloth, 
นอตติ้งเอาก่อน and now I look back and talk to Pasadena this morning wow I was able to handle very well I did not cry Pasadena did not cry we just stay in the hotel looking for a rental house and I was praying to God God spoke to me number one If you try to repair that house, you're going to spend a lot of hours on repairing. I want you to spend more time in building my church. So don't spend time to build your house. I say, how can I leave there if I don't repair my house? And God say, I give you a better one. You lose this house. So in other words, God comfort me, and I don't have depression at all. We don't cry. We don't have depression. I say, God, okay, I obey you. I cannot focus on building your church, your house, and this house. I leave it to you. I don't want to spend hours and hours to talk to architect, the builder, the contractor. I don't want to spend time. I rather work, spend time with my family, build a house, build the house of God. You know, when you have faith like that, when you obey Him, God. Give you the breakthrough and miracle. I never forget. The insurance company tried to come up with a value how much I would get from that house. Uh, the furniture that was burned. I was in the op, uh, in the locker room in the operating room at Overlake, putting my pen on to change the dress to go out to go home. A nurse walk in and talk to me. Hi, how are you, Doctor Lau? I'm fine, but my house burned down. I'm fine. Oh, really? Your house burned? Where? Oh, in Bridal Trail. Oh, I have a friend who is a contractor. He has no job now. He wants to have a job. Can he buy your house? What? Burn house? Yes. I will contact him tonight. And he did. That contractor contacted me, gave me a good price. A burn house <laughs> to rebuild that house so that he can sell and make money. I got the cash, and I could buy a better house in Vanita Drive area, waterfront house. You see, when you have faith in God, you don't get depressed. <laughs> you have joy. God send that nurse into the locker room while I'm changing my pant and talking to me about the burn house and about the contractor. God can do anything. You need to trust God. Walk by faith. Amen. God can bring the breakthrough to you. He is the God of miracles. I walk away from that house. With cash, burn house, and buy a beautiful waterfront house, move in and enjoy for many more years in that waterfront house. Praise God! God is so good. We need to walk by faith. No matter what happened around you, outside you, don't focus on that. Don't be depressed. Don't be sorrowful. Keep your eyes on God. 
Keep your eyes on the one who is in you, who is greater than the one who is in the world. Keep your eyes on the promise of God. Believe that He's going to bring the breakthrough for you. He is the miracle-working God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Father. We thank you so much for teaching us that faith will bring joy. The joy that come from you, the God of hope. And when we have joy and peace and hope, the power of the Holy Spirit, who is greater than the one who is in the world, who live on the inside of us, shall demonstrate the power, demonstrate the salvation, the provision, the victory, miracles, breakthroughs for our life, Father. We promise you, Lord, that we going to make a choice to walk by faith every day. We are not going to live in depression. Depression is not good. It kills. We want to live in the joy of the Lord and the peace that surpasses understanding. Help your people in this house and those who listen to the teaching right now to be people of faith, like Joseph, like Abraham, like King David, Paul, Peter, and the most important person, Jesus Christ Himself, the man of faith, the man of joy, anointed with the oil of joy. Lord, we want to be like Jesus. Help us, Lord. From now on, we will not surrender to depression, to doubt anymore. We will not walk in the carnality, but we will yield to the Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. If you listen to this sermon and you're not sure that you are born again, believing in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, Jesus is the Son of the Living God. He's not just a religious leader. He proved that he is God. He was raised from the dead, and he claimed to be God. When a man claimed to be God, there are three possibilities. Number one, that man is psychotic, should go to the psychotic hospital or mental hospital. Two, that man is a liar. Or three, that man is a real God. If you study the life of Jesus, you will notice that Jesus is not a psychotic man. His teaching was so full of wisdom. He performed miracles, and his disciples, who were with him for three plus years, all willing to die for him. No one gonna die for a crazy man. No one gonna die for a mental hospital man. No one gonna die for a liar. He's not a liar. He claimed to be God, and he is God. So I make a decision to invite Jesus to come into my life. God is in me. He is the one who is greater than the one in the world. I want to lead you to pray if you don't know Jesus, and ask Him to come into your life. Follow my prayer, Father. The God of the universe, 
the heavens and the earth. I believe in you. I believe you sent your Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross to save me, to give me forgiveness. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I repent of my sin and ask you for forgiveness. From today on, I am born of God. Victory is mine. I shall overcome the problems in the world because you are in me. The greater one, I can have victory by faith. No matter what problems I face right now, I can have victory in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMakshik. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. I like to pray for people. I remember in 1997, I went to Portland, Oregon and get prayed for by an evangelist. How many people believe in impartation? I believe in impartation. The book of Timothy, Apostle Paul talked to Timothy, stir up the gift of spirit in you that come through the laying on of the hand of the elders, of the presbytery, the elder of the church. You remember when Moses laid hand on Joshua, the Bible said the spirit of wisdom came into him. There is an impartation of the spirit, of the gift of God. When I got laid hand on that day by that evangelist, I remember when I got out from the floor, who I noticed my faith this is the man of faith, the one who lay hand on me. He has so much faith. He is much bigger than me in the ministry. I'm just a little guy in the body of Christ. This man shaked many countries, many cities in the world. He's so much faith. He lay hand on me that day. After that, I have more faith than ever before. And since then, the faith started to grow because he imparted the faith of God through the laying of hand into my life. So today, when I lay hand, I'm going to believe God that God will impart faith, wisdom, the things of God into you. Maybe the joy of the Lord come into you. You can laugh in the Holy Ghost. Keep laughing and laughing and laughing. Amen? We need the joy. If you are depressed too long, you need the joy of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Turn to the person next to you. Have more faith, more joy, more peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I will stay here for a while to pray for you, to impart the Spirit. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.